And one of the problems we have is we have a lot of stuff going on here and people are not showing up for it. We don't care if you do or not, but you need to get that information, especially young people is, uh, you start dating and are dating and it teaches you what to look for. Uh, because now the day is what, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday? It is the number one day for domestic violence in this country. It's Super Bowl Sunday. You all probably didn't know that. The number one day for domestic violence in the United States of America is Super Bowl Sunday. Isn't that a shame? All right. Now listen to me. You all need to hear me and listen to me very closely. A lot of times when a pastor gives, first of all, uh, we're doing communion. Everybody look at me. You want to do this like this. Look how my hands are. The reason we do that is I don't want to touch your hands because I got to put some, give something to somebody else and, and it keeps the germs down. That's why I do that. Now, we're not going to do like some of those churches, you know, they pass that tray and people pick. No, we, that's why I do that. So if you do it like that, then I just drop it. Okay? Uh, amen? amen? Now, listen to me. Sometimes what happens in church, a pastor gives a message and people get shamed instead of getting the information. You're only as wise as your information. That's right. Your decisions are only made by the information you have. What I'm going to talk about today, a lot of people have made mistakes. Don't get focused up on the mistakes that you made. We're trying to go a new direction. So when I talk about it, and if I talk about divorce, and probably will in here, don't get caught up in your divorce. Ain't nothing you do about that now. You have children and grandchildren and people around you that you need to educate, all right? So a lot of people, don't we get to feeling sorry for yourself and all pitiful? You're past that now. That's gone, all right? But you're getting the information for next time, all right? One, yeah, right. One of, the, one of the things that we don't understand as a people, okay, is when you make a vow, you can't take it back. You cannot take a vow back. Now, and many of you have heard, that's why when, when, you know, when you join church or join an organization here, you get, you know, I, I'm very, be careful, because what you're saying is you want to be a part of the ministry, not outside, but the teaching. Does that make sense? And so when you make that vow, it's a, it's a very difficult thing. But when you make your vow as a Christian, then you're, you're vowing that you want to live the Christian life. All right, and that's a difficult task. That takes work to do it. Salvation's easy to get saved, but it takes work to do that. And so, and then a lot of times uh, people make vows uh, when they take up money for churches and they, what is that called? We never, pledges. And we never do that here. Because when, you know, when they make pledges, some people get caught up in the emotional part of it. And then you've already made that pledge, and then you, you owe God. Right, so here's how I do it. The church people, you ask God how much you should put in there. Because he's going to say 10% off the Bible. The Bible's going to say 10%. That's him talking. Right. Don't go up and say, I'm going to do such and such and not do that. Because God holds you accountable to your mouth. That's right. You all remember the couple that made that commitment to Paul about giving the money? And then they went back, and they lied, and they dropped dead. That's in the book of Acts. You can look it up. Yeah, they dropped dead because they didn't. And Paul says, you didn't lie to me. 
you lied to the Holy Ghost. Right. So, so when we make commitments, we have to be careful about that. You need to be very careful about when you make a vow. Here we go. First of all, a vow is an oath or commitment to do a specified thing. When you say something, you are committed to that something. Amen, y'all. Well, no, let me do it this way because I want y'all lying, okay? The, the lesson is when you say something, you ought to make a commitment. Because yeah, yeah. some folks are like, I ain't saying that. But if you make a vow, you've already made the commitment. That's right. Okay? A commitment to give, consecrate, or dedicate to God by a solemn promise. So when you, when you say you're going to do something to God, that's a promise to him. And, 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 and uh, he wants you to keep what? Your promises. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is, are you all with me? Because if, if you're not, then I'll jump around and help you get with me. <laughs> all right? The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 21, that if you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to pay it. For the Lord your God will certainly demand it of you, and you will be guilty of sin. It is a sin to make a commitment to God and not go through with it. That's right. It's a sin. This is scripture talking. This ain't me talking. When you make that commitment to God, it's a sin not to go through with it. Do you understand? And then again in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4 and 5, First from the NIV and then the voice, it says that when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. It says don't delay to fulfill it. You made a commitment. Take care of business. All right. He says he has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. God says when you make a commitment and don't fulfill it, you're a fool. Now, I didn't say that. He said that. That's why you have to be very careful of what you get committed to. That's right. All right? Because he says it is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. He said it's better, to, better not to take a vow, make a vow not to. See, y'all looking like y'all ain't, you ain't hearing me, so I'm going to get real crazy right here and start right up here. Let's get to Jack and Jill. Now, let me come down here. I ain't going to need no security. I'm going to just stand right here. When you make a vow, I'm going to show you how powerful this thing is. When you make, how many people in here have been married or married? Just raise your hand, all right? Oh, so y'all need this lesson for real. So when you make a commitment, I'm going to show you what a commitment is so you get a better understanding what I'm talking about. If you had amended me, you wouldn't have went, I wouldn't have went here. So you didn't amen me, so I'm going here. All right? And, uh, and I've done this myself, and, and, many, and some of you here, I've done the, done the wedding for, amen? Amen. And so I've done this myself, Jack and Jill, and we ain't talking about going up the hill, but I just put Jack and Jill here, have made their vows to live together as man and wife and to witness the same before God in the presence, in your presence, and declaring the same by giving and receiving of a ring and joining the hands together. Every one of you that has gotten married in this church by me or in a church, this is the vow you took. Guess what? Since you didn't prod me and say amen, guess what? Here's the key. In God's presence and in the presence of the people there, when you make that vow, 
everybody you invited to that wedding, you are indebted to them people. Yeah, so you should have said amen. See, I'd have got better for you. Yeah, everybody, every, everybody, yes, sir, everybody, yes, sir, everybody that you went to the wedding with, because it's in, in the presence of God and the company, right? So when you get married, when you got married, don't be upset that you done it wrong the first time. You'll get it right maybe this time, all right? Because you are telling God, you're making this commitment in front of God, which you owe him. You indebted right. to him and everybody you invited. That's right. Isn't that right? Is that, you understand? So, so when, when, see, this is why I don't like doing weddings. Everybody knows that. I don't like doing weddings because most, see, I was smart. I went downtown to the judge. <laughs> and Gwen and I had our wedding on our 25th anniversary. So I gave myself 25 years to try to figure this thing out. Well. <laughs> but it, that's a true story. No, that's a true story, folks. That is the tr that's true, Sister Potts. That is a true story. See, the judge don't do all this. He don't put God in none of that. You see, I didn't know. I was so smart at the time. And then 25 years later, we had a wedding. I've been married 25 years. We had a wedding. We had my, the bishop to, uh, to go into the whole ceremony, and I was about to pass out. I was so nervous repeating them vows and I had done many words because listen to me you make a you indebted when you make a vow you are indebted to the people that you made the vow in front of period and there ain't no way you can get around it when you you when you say gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen when you say to one another in the presence of God to death do us part he wants you to hold that in sickness and work that's right in hell he wants you to hold that right and all of these things, this is God, don't get mad at me, I'm the messenger. These are the things that we need to start teaching our children. Because we've made those mistakes, Trevor was right. We've made those mistakes because we were unprepared people in a prepared place. And see, and, and, and don't make a vow unless you're prepared to make that vow. Because when you do that, some of y'all got divorces, I know, y'all looking at me like, I'm crazy, no. I've been married 47 years, you crazy. But anyway, so, you, no, don't get mad at me, no. You, the thing that bothers me, can I say this? The thing that bothers me is, is that why don't people who failed talk to their children and educate their children and grandchildren? You see, I was talking to the guys, Sister Evelyn, I was talking to the guys out there about that song, I once was blind, but now I see. We need more Christian people to tell people they were blind. That's right. We want to talk, but, but now I see. You can, amen. No, tell some, we've all been blind. But now we see. So don't get upset at a message like this. Said I was blind to this. But now I see. But now I see that when I make a vow, I've got, I'm indebted to who I make that vow to and indebted to God. That's just real. That's right. So I'm going to do it again. Jack and Jill have made their vows. That's the last part I do. To live together as man and wife and the witness to saying, before God and in your presence and declaring the same. They indebted to you. You indebted to that. Right. You may just want to have a wedding to get one witness. <laughs> or two. Because the more people you bring in there, the, the, you indebted to all those people. Because you invited them in there to be a part of your wedding. Then they in there to be a part of the very vows that you take. You indebted to them. Listen, when that woman walks down that aisle, who gives this woman to be married? Blah, blah. You indebted to that father. 
you're indebted to that father. I'm trying to help you out here. You see? You see? Now listen to me. And then some of you have had me to do it. And I've said, let that that God has put together, let no man asunder. Amen. That's in the scripture, right? That's right. That means can't no judge undo it. You're just getting paperwork. But God's still holding you accountable. That's right. Man, this is a tough message. Don't y'all love the Lord? Yeah. Do you trust him? Yeah. Then he's the one having to give you the message. That's right. Because we got we to start saving folks and getting in all these bad relationships. Number one day of domestic violence is today. You made a commitment to love that person and to take care of that person. And she's going to get abused today over a football game. That's sad. Over a game. All right? Kids will go hungry this week because somebody spent all the money at a foot Super Bowl party. You see? I have a Super Bowl party. You know what a Super Bowl party is? A good salad. That's right. All right. See, I'm skipping around, so I don't know how you have to get me back on track, okay? So we're going to stay up on the kids. Okay. So now, Proverbs 22 and 6 it. says, For parents, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Listen here. When you call yourself, look at me, mother and father, you're indebted to that child. We just got through seeing some folks. Take a child. And call that child their own, they're indebted to that child. Everybody that stood up here with that family is indebted. They heard what the, and they were all amen, right? Sure. They're indebted to that child. Sure. Now, that's just real. As, as parents, we are indebted to our children. And I hear it in here sometimes. People say, well, I just, I let my kids do such and such and such. No, you indebted to that child. You indebted to, and many of us in here, the reason we made the mistakes in our lives is because our parents weren't indebted to us. That's right. You see? <laughs> kind of quiet in there. Okay. All right. And then it tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, speaking to fathers, fathers, do not exasperate, which is irritate or provoke, your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. It is your job to bring your child and instruct your child in the way of the Lord. You indebted to that child to teach that child about here. One thing that just drives me, drives me, and I can say it about my family. My children didn't have no choice. You went to church on Sunday as a family. Folks got choices now. Are you kidding me? You see, so you know, and some of y'all get mad. I want you to get upset at this. You ain't even teaching them how to be a family. That's right. You see? You understand what I'm saying? My children, the first thing they done was taught is go to church. They pay their tithes. My grandchildren pay it. See, I'm a grandpa that doesn't, I don't do no shopping, none. I'm the money grandpa, all right? Soon as they get a Christmas gift from grandpa, the first thing they say, we gotta pay our tithes. That's right, we talking about mine, amen, that's how they raised. That's right. All right, because guess where they got that from? I taught my children they teach their children. You see, do you all know you got a job? You know, we don't take up an offering here. It's the worst thing in this church that we don't do is take up an offering. You know why? Because it makes you have to be responsible to do it yourself. That's right. You see, do you know, I don't talk about tithes because that's between you and God. 
You see, he's the one who told you to tend, not me. So if you say you're a Christian, you're indebted to him, not me. People say, you, I'm paying my church, my tithes to church. No, you ain't. You're giving your church uh, the tithe offering that God told you to do. If they take it out and then burn it up, it ain't got nothing to do with you. But you're doing yours because I ain't blessing none of you. Well, yeah, with this good teaching. But anyway, God is the one that's going to bless you that's right. because he said that. And he made a vow and a commitment to bless you. He's wanting you to make a vow and a commitment to do as he's asked you to do. Does that make sense? And so we went up here further on. If, if, and there's so many children, and this is bothering me, there's so many children that parents can't teach them because they teach them biblically because the parents are not living biblically. That's right. You see? Now, some of you are going to get upset about this when I say this. There's no way in the world your kid ought to be missing church to play a game. And I love sports. Are you kidding me? You see? I'd be, if I was God, and you'd be praying your son laid out there and say, call the football God. <laughs> call the track God. And see, you know what I like about this message? Some of you like it, and I'm right. You see, I don't even believe in letting your kids work on Sunday. You're not showing them nothing. That's right. So there's a lot of you in here love you, but you ain't getting it right. You're not showing your kids how to be Christian families. A Christian family is together. I look at some of you uh, when y'all get out the car. Some of the men, I'm watching how you deal with y'all's lady. This is from the gospel of Johnny Chesterfield. That's me. Some, and then if somebody would talk to your lady, you'd get upset. Well, they don't know that she's your lady. Because of the way you treat. That's right. And the way they see is the truth. You see, and you see what it is? Everybody knows who the first lady is in up here. You see what I'm saying? So it's a, I'm teaching, I taught my kids how to be successful financially in all those areas. And they're doing well. They just didn't figure it out themselves. They were taught this. Guess what? It's because what? If I call myself father, I'm indebted to them. I'm indebted to be a father. Now, take a deep breath. Now, the children are indebted to you. That's right. It goes both ways. That's right. So the children now are indebted to you. And I'm skipping around because I'm going away from the message. You'll have to bring me back. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, so I'm indebted to my children to teach them. My children are indebted to me to be obedient to the very teaching that I taught them. <laughs> now, that's just gospel here, folks. Read that scripture again. This is just plain gospel, all right? Start children off on the way they should go. So we the ones to give them a start in the direction they could go. Some of us, we didn't get no good start. We, just, we was like being blind. We had blindfolders on because nobody gave us a way to start in the direction we should go. Amen? Some of y'all was, like, was raised like me, not raised. That's right. All right? The Bible says that even when we are old, we will not turn from it. See, some of the very things... That when a child is old, they won't turn for it, from it because they were taught and they were indebted to the teaching. Do you understand? Am I making sense? Just do this. Because I'm taking my time because it bothers me. Some young lady, we got some nice looking young ladies in here. And some of you all probably will get in it and been in it and all this stuff. Will be abused today because no one taught her what to look for. 
Some man will abuse it because nobody taught him what to look for. You're only as smart as your information. All right? And many of us have made mistakes. All right? Does that make sense? You see, pastor's real. Say, be real, pastor. I remember one time they were all arguing about, you know, you're not supposed to uh, get married and then marry somebody else that was adultery. So I told, I said, well, I ain't like y'all. I was shacking. But I wasn't that. Now, how dumb is that? Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, wasn't taught. Do you understand what I'm saying? You all got some beautiful children in here. And there's some beautiful young people in here. And I, can, and, and I can look at you, some of you young ladies, and you'll look at me and some of you got you all crossed up and all upset. When you get that whipping, you'll hear my voice saying, should have listened. That's right. I don't want my, you make that vow. I'm looking for you. Everybody that came here should stay home today. Everybody that came in here now is indebted to this teaching. That's right. Pastor, we're told there are ways for men to become debtors to one another without ever actually making promises. You can be a debtor to someone without making a promise. Say, how's that, Pastor? I'm your friend. That's right. I'm indebted. I'm indebted to what a friend is. I'm your friend. Ed and I have been friends for forever. I'm indebted to that. My goddaughter over there. It's my goddaughter. I'm indebted to her. She's indebted to me, and we do. We have, we have a great time. Yes, she could have got grown and got a great job and and went on. If her dad needs something, she's there. Because guess what? I said I'll be your godfather. She she'd be my goddaughter. We're indebted to each other. You ain't got to make no promise. You called it. You called it. Yeah, you did. You called it, folks. So you indebted without making a vow because you called it out. I'll be there for you with you forever. <laughs> be careful. You see? So does that mean? See, when you, you say, I want to be committed to Christ Temple North, you're saying that. I'm going to be committed to Christ up and north. You're indebted because that's what you spoke. That's right. Does that make sense? And Pastor, a debtor well, hold is... Just, hold it just one minute. Okay. When you tell somebody you love them, you're indebted, because love is an action word. That's right. You're indebted to do what love really means, agape. Okay? You can't do this. Remember that with these kids... Cross your fingers and tell somebody something. It, 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 don't work at, it don't work that way. If you speak it, you're indebted to it. That's right. You see, now I got some advice for a couple people in here, maybe more than one, okay? And you know who you are. You're always talking about you're going to call somebody in the church. You're always talking about you want to do something in the church. Okay? Security's there. And you know who you are. I'm, I, I was going to tell you face to face, but I ain't because you know who you are. Protect yourself. You know your word ain't worth a dime. Don't speak it. That's right. Don't say nothing. Yeah, go, thank you. Yeah, yeah, just don't say nothing. Put, protect yourself. You the type of person ought to say, up. I got, I got the, the wanna, but I ain't got the will. Okay, that was good. God, I ought to be a pastor. Go ahead. <laughs> 
And Pastor, a debtor is one guilty of neglect or violation of duty. Once you say it, it's your duty. Yes, once you say it, it's your duty. And you, I'm telling you, this is hard, but it's easy. I wish I'd have learned this here. I wish there had been somebody teaching me this here. You see, I, I, you know, this is about life, and I'm doing this message because I want you to get it. When you take a job, you're indebted to your employer. That's right. There you are. You took the job. You're indebted to your employer. 15-minute break, 30-minute lunch. That's what you signed up for. You're indebted to that. That's right. Don't get mad at the supervisor because they got on you coming back late. You, yes, you were hired in. You're indebted to that. Yes, you are. Okay. Y'all, y'all good? My good security? Because I'm getting some awful good. I'm getting some real looks up in here. All right. You're indebted to me as your pastor. That's right. I'm indebted to you as your pastor. It's to teach you life lessons because that's what we do here. And we tell you up front, if pastor's teaching life lessons and this is one, you're indebted to what you're going to hear today. Right? And Satan going to try you because he wants you to be a liar. Because guess what? You know, they've been talking about all the sins in here. Look in here and you'll find out there's two things God can't stand. And it's in here is a drunkard and a liar. Okay. We're told that a father. <laughs> it's tough stuff. <laughs> But we're told that a father is a debtor to his child and owes him love, provision, and nurture. Every one of you parents, you owe your child love, what? Provision. And what? Which are things provided, preparation, measures taken beforehand, either for security, defense, or attack, or for the supply of wants. That's provision. That's what you owe your child. I know you're quiet. You owe your child that. That's what you owe your child. If you want to have a kid, some of you think about it, can you do that? Because that's what you owe your child. That's right. And we owe him nurture, which is to care for and encourage the growth or development of someone or something. That's what you owe your child. It is your responsibility to nurture a child so the child will grow and be mature and make the right decisions. You understand? Grandpa's got a four-year-old, just turned four. Grandpa's already trying to show him, giving him money to put in a savings account. He's four. That's how he's got him. That's how it's done. Y'all understand me? Mostly we got children in here. Well, you guys are gonna have grandchildren. This is what it's about. That's right. Okay? The worst thing for some kids is what? Parents. On the flip side, the child is a debtor to his parents and owes them honor and obedience. And when you do what you're supposed to do, that child, on the flip side, will be on, honor you and be obedient. But it's got to start with you, not the child. You see, it bothers me sometimes when I see some parent hollering at a child. I want to, want to get in. If you can't do it now, you get shot. But I want to get in it and say, he's acting like you trained him. Love that, pick that child up and hug that child. Love that child, teach that child. Do you know one of the worst things that ever happened, but was one of the best things that ever happened? 
I was called, not Coach Fields, but Pops, by Heather, done that. Heather Smith, some of you remember Heather Smith. She started that. Kids would run for me, not because of being a coach, it's because I was the only father figure they had. And everybody, when I say that, people get, oh, that's great. No, it ain't. Shouldn't have never had to happen. Shouldn't have never had to happen. They should have, you got, I'm talking about a college coach. They should have got all that before they got to me. That's right. But if the parents don't have this, then they can't give it to the kids. And this is why I want to do this message this way today. We'll get back on the road next Sunday, but I want to do it very carefully. The number one day of abuse, Super Bowl Sunday. Ridiculous. Because kids didn't get this. The boys weren't taught. My kids, well, I didn't do it anyway, have never, ever heard Sister Gwen and I argue. And I heard one of those stupid talk shows. They're saying, well, parents need to let their kids know that they have problems. No, they don't. Parents ought not have issues. That's right. You see? The only thing that Sister Gwen and I have a problem with. She's a Raider fan and I'm a Pracker fan. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And some of you look at me crazy and I'll point at you. You ought to not have no issues. How can you have the Holy Ghost and have issues with another human being? Well, teach us. You see, the Holy, women don't know men, men don't know women. Well, I don't have to. The Holy Spirit knows all things. So when I'm in the Spirit, I know Gwen. She's in the Spirit, she knows me. The Holy Spirit reveals to me when to run, when to say something and when to keep my mouth shut. The Holy Spirit tells me, yes. The Holy Spirit tells me when I need to give her an ear and not any lip language That's right. back. That's right. In the same way with her. That's right. And you can't do what I'm teaching you here unless you got the Holy Spirit. But you're all Christian, aren't you? So you ought to have the Holy Spirit. And so you ought to be living a life the gospel asked you to live. All right? Now we're going back to Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Or chapter 5, excuse me. And I'm going to read verse 4. This time from the voice. Okay. It says, if you make a promise to God. And a promise is an express assurance or declaration that something will or will not be done. When you may tell God, I'm going to do this, I'm staying, I'll go back, I'm going to take care of your daughter. I'm going to be there for your son. That's husband's wife. I'm going to be a good father for your children that you've given me. I'm going to be a good mother for the children you've given to me. He expects you to do it. All right. The Bible says, do not be slow to keep it, for he takes no pleasure in fools. It's a fool, he says, that makes a vow and doesn't pay the debt. So do what you have promised. Do what you've promised. That's all this message is about today. Do what you promised. We never do christenings on first Sunday, ever. We never do Christmas on first Sunday because there's too much going on. Why would God touch my heart and say, they can do it on first Sunday? Because he's teaching us all something here today. That's right. We saw that. We saw that today. We saw that. You see? And guess what? We're all responsible when that little boy goes to the Sunday school classes when he gets old enough, as well as the parents. Because he's in the body of Christ, didn't you? He's in the body of Christ. We're all responsible. Isn't that right? 
So don't call me pastor unless you really believe it. Mean it. Just call me Brother Johnny. If you call me pastor, then I'm your shepherd. Then I can get with you. That's right. In verse 5 it says, in fact, it would be better not to make a vow in the first place than to make it and not fulfill it. Don't make it in the first place. I've done a sermon years ago. And you know what I told some, some of you need to say, well, we'll see. That's right. Because you know you're fickle. We'll see. All right. And that's what he's saying in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 25. It is a trap to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider one's vows. The biggest trap it is to get caught up in your emotion and then and say some things. Come on here and then say some things that you got caught up in your emotion and you said it through emotion. It's still you still held accountable. Y'all grown folks, ain't you? Let me say it again. Don't get caught up into that foolishness and them feelings and make some commitments. You see, you know, when you when you were not saved and you were out kind of like a young person, how many people did you tell you loved them? I was wanting to make because nobody was getting anything out of that. So make it clear, you know, I love, I, I love you, I love you, and uh, you know, we can, we can be together. We can do great things <laughs> together, you and me. I just feel it, and all you doing is feeling, because well. it ain't real. Because if it's real, you held accountable to it. All right. What you're saying, Pastor, is what it says in the message, which is an impulsive vow is a trap. <laughs> no, don't go any further than that. An impulsive vow is a trap. Now, I like to have a church of some brave people. How many people have made some impulsive vows up in here? Amen. It's a trap because you still are held responsible. Think that thing out. Brother Nathan done his talk, and it's something I love what he said. You need to think about, think what you're thinking about. You need to think what you're thinking about. Man, some of you all are single people. Go list, go read them vows before you say it. Because you may look at someone and say, ah. I remember one time I was counseling this couple, and I said, you'll know if you really love each other if you're willing to change each other's diapers. And you ought to see in their eyes. That's right. That's right. It could happen. Because it says in sickness and in health. That's the vow. Isn't that, isn't that something? It is something so kind of said in church and, and you've had a divorce or you told a lie or you had a bankruptcy and you went through all of that stuff and you think you just get upset, you get the lesson and you all shame. This is the new day. This is a new day. This is a new day. We all made mistakes. See? But it's a new day. I'll never make, never make another vow that you can't commit. All right? And we're not going to be impulsive, never. which is acting or done suddenly without any planning or consideration of the results. Whoa. Say, make it plain for, for, plain, plain for me, Pastor. Some of you are here because of that. Right. I ain't talking about in this church. I'm talking about on this earth. And don't even know who your daddy is. Well. Ask me how I know. I don't know mine. 
My name is Johnny Chesterfields, Jr. Never seen a picture, never spoke, or never seen my father. So he done that thing on what? Impulse. That's right. And guess who suffered for it? I did. Again, right. it says, an impulsive vow is a trap. It's a trap. Later, you'll wish you could get out of it. Yes. And he says, 700 a month. Well. Split it in half. Sell it and split it in half. Mm. Right? You're going to jail. All because of this. This is the best teaching we could ever get. And finally, just like to you, Pastor, we're obligated to the message and we're obligated to this church for those of us that made that commitment. And if you're obligated, then you're feeling that you owe someone something because you are grateful for what they have done for you. That's to right. To bind or compel someone legally or morally. Are we obligated? You're obligated to this teaching? I know it was slow and I took my time. If you obligate, let me tell you something. All you people in here, there's a lot of young people in here, and I mean young, 40 down. If you get this lesson, you won't wind up in divorce court. That's right. You won't wind up with some babies and taking care of them by yourself. You won't do it, so you won't hurt a young lady and put her in this position. Because if you get this message, it keeps you safe, and it keeps the people in your life safe. Amen. And that's what it's about. Parents, Brother Trevor said a whole lot. Some of you parents need to start telling you how you've done it wrong. So your kids can get it right. Do you understand me? Right. Now that's good teaching. I don't care if you like or not. <laughs> and since the Super Bowl doesn't start to 5:30, and you've all had a great time here today, and we've prayed for uh, the family, Pastor Fields will be up here, and uh, I will pray for the families individually. If you'd like to come up here, or if you don't run a family, you want to come up here and just get a fresh start. The Bible says that uh, you can be forgiven of your sins, and we'll, well, I'll pray for you. I'll take the time and pray for you individually. Amen? Amen. All right. And, I'll, and some of you got children back there. Uh, I'll, I'll be here until you get your children up here if you choose to do that. Y'all quiet. Was that good stuff?